I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, starting a new series on dog tourism, I take you across the world, right from New York to Jordan, and tell you about the uncomfortable truth that hides in plain sight. In the late 1940s and early 1950s, hundreds of religious documents dated between 150 BC and 70 AD were found in caves near the ancient settlement of Qumran, about one mile inland from the northwestern shore of the Dead Sea. They became famous as the Dead Sea Scrolls and became one of the most important archaeological finds in the region. Even as recently as March 2021, Dead Sea Scrolls are being discovered in areas far away from the Dead Sea. But there are a few things more interesting about the Dead Sea than the fact that it's almost impossible to drown in it, and the fact that it has the world's lowest point on dry land. As the sun rises over the Dead Sea, hundreds of young men and women shiver in the desert's cold as they listen to their tour guide retell the history of Masada. The guide carefully explains that how almost 1,000 patriots decided to commit suicide rather than succumb to Roman oppression, and how this place. Was the last free Jewish community for almost two thousand years. Often, these tourists end the tour repeating the Hebrew words, "Masada lo vipol shenit," or "Masada will not fall again." Some six thousand miles away lies New York City, which is home to some of the greatest cultural and artistic institutions in the world. Yet, despite the city's many attractions and monuments, currently the number one attraction. Is the site of the World Trade Center terrorist attack, where more than three thousand people were murdered, known as Ground Zero. Two thousand years of history separate the events at Masada from those at New York, and yet the underlying driver is the same: our attraction to sites where important or mass deaths have occurred, or what is more commonly known as dark tourism, a subject I myself have an obsession with. But if you thought my obsession is weird, sample the Titanic cruises. Here, tourists eat meals identical to those served on the ship, and hear music identical to the music played on the ship, as they travel to the precise spot where the ship lies at the bottom of the ocean. I could go on and on about the sights of dark tourism, having seen them across the world from Argentina to Vietnam. But what if we move our gaze away from the popular sights of dark tourism and train our eyes on the everyday sights? What if I told you that it's almost impossible for you not to have seen one? It was the year 2010, and I found myself on the streets of Bogota, the heart of the South American nation of Colombia, for a country often known for being the home of Gabriel Garcia Marquez, Fernando Botero, and Shakira. There exists another narrative, a narrative which has often been relegated to the shadows, or which often presented in a manner to obscure even the semblance of truth. So, thanks to the Netflix show Narcos, one may know Colombia for its infamous drug trade or its famous coffee. But there are far more important things happening in the fabric of the nation. As I stepped out of Museo Botero, 
which houses the works of the figurative artist and sculptor Fernando Botero, I came across a single piece of graffiti which simply said, Colombia is not equal to Israel. I took a picture of it and it became a grim reminder of how the history of nations is often not defined by the decisions it takes, but more often by the decisions it does not take. Why do we, younger and smaller nations, willingly let someone else take our destiny in their hands? For as this graffiti correctly pointed out, the people of the country do not wish their country to become a nation whose existence depends completely on another, whose image in the eyes of the world ranges from a homeland for Jews to a rogue nation. Colombia has come to represent one of the most violent nations in the world, everything from foreign interference to leftist guerrilla forces to right-wing paramilitaries contributing to it. But whatever be that image, this has not been actively constructed by its people, on whose sweat and blood the country survives. And that to me is the biggest tragedy. A nation whose voices and screams have been muffled out of existence. A journey which was cancelled before it began. A dream nipped in the bud. It's a blow stuck deep down into the roots. The conquest of mind space and a victory of insanity. It's an illegal social activity that questions the legitimacy of the fabric in which we live. It is that voice that is free from the bondage of journalism, of conforming to the norm. One look at the streets of Colombia and there is graffiti all around. Every square inch of public space has been used as a canvas, for larger canvases are never available to them. Only in the streets one can find the true spirit of Colombia. What if we were to see a country through its graffiti? It's present all over the world, from Berlin to Barcelona to Buenos Aires. Once confined to the underground scene in Bristol, UK, the artist Banksy soon became a sensation, with his graffiti appearing everywhere, from Bethlehem to New Orleans. Even in authoritarian China, in the city of Chongqing, one can find slogans which say, protecting ancient towns is everyone's responsibility. These are written by residents on buildings in a historical district, which is about to be demolished by the local government. In Beijing, one could find graffiti complaining about the high prices of China's favorite meat, oak. Even though it's a tiny form of a rebellion, it's a rebellion nonetheless. Dark tourism isn't merely about the settled past, but very much about the simmering present. Whatever is deemed illegal is often more revealing than any history or guidebook can be. We must rethink our attraction to conventional places of dark tourism where important or mass deaths have occurred. As graffiti shows us every day, sometimes those deaths are occurring right under our noses. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can listen to us on the IBM podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IBM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memory on Twitter and YB Travel 42 on Instagram. 